Dump on the Ump, Season 5, Week 26. This is the A Block. Ladies and gentlemen, this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel, and with me today, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. It's going pretty well. I am coming at you live from Brooklyn, as usual. My hot take for the week is that the home run derby won't last five more years. That's right. You've heard it here first, or maybe not. But I don't think that we will have a home run derby in five years. The home run derby is tonight, um, and I don't think anyone's going to watch it. Why do you think that? Why do I think? Well, I think that ratings have gone down. A lot of the like best players don't participate anymore because they feel like it throws off their swing uh, and can hurt them later in the season. I don't know if that's true or superstition, but there's definitely a lot of people who have had much worse second halves than first halves and have blamed the home run derby for that. Um, And then also I think that people aren't so interested because I feel like when we were kids and someone hit 25 home runs, that was like a lot of home runs. But nowadays you know, every year people are hitting more and more home runs and they're going further and further. And I don't think that the home run derby is as much of a spectacle because of that. I dig it. Nice. Good hot take. Um, Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. My hot take is a happy birthday to Satchel Paige. Today is July 8th. Yesterday was July 7th, which would have been Satchel Paige's 113th birthday. Um, I was looking on Twitter the other day. There is this baseball card of Satchel Page that is the scariest, creepiest baseball card I have ever seen. It's a baseball card of Satchel Page, literally made out of other baseball cards. Somebody in the 1950s cut up a bunch of baseball cards to make one baseball card that made up Satchel Paige's face. And it's a very scary... What's that scary doll's name from the, the horror movies? Chucky? Uh, Like Chucky, yes, but the, the, the Annabelle. 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 <clears throat> has a very Annabelle-like quality to it. Um, so check out this. I, I think it's a haunted... Baseball card. I really do. Uh, Pop cool. with the ghost of Satchel Page. Right. I feel like maybe Satchel Page, we talk about him quite a bit. Maybe we can nominate him to be a dump on the ump all-star. Yeah. No, I second that nomination. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like since it's the two of us, that just passed, actually. 
<laughs> yeah, Satchel Page is should be a dump on the ump all star. Right. I need to buy that book about him in the in the Dominican Republic because we should dedicate an entire B block to that sometime. Right. He lived an interesting life. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. And was the oldest rookie ever to play in Major League Baseball and didn't he have the longest career? Well, no, he was like the first one to start. A, uh, he started in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s or something like that. He was a rookie in Major League Baseball when he was like 47 years old or something. Because of desegregation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because of the color barrier. Um, and he was like, he was the best pitcher in the world for a really long time. Um and was just, you know, didn't have the right temperament to be the one to, like, break the color barrier. Right. They had to pick Jackie Robinson, who who came across better on TV. And could just keep his shit together. You yeah. know, Satchel Paige probably would have killed some people. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. beat them in the head with a fastball. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You remember, I mean, of course you remember the movie The Sandlot and that scene where the ghost of Babe Ruth visits the kid. Right. What if it was the ghost of Satchel Paige instead? Right. <laughs> and he was like, I one time averted a civil war in the Dominican Republic. So <laughs> what do you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Satchel Paige. Other thought I had the other day, Sam, we've got Dump on the Yump All-Stars. Can we also make a category of dump on the yump chumps? Right. A rod. A rod. The A rod category? Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to work on that. <laughs> yeah, we can come up with a better name. Okay, yeah, let's work on that. Um, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, hey, I want to give a few shout outs. Thanks to everyone who's been listening to us. Thanks to everybody who listened last week uh, about the epic road trip that I completed. I just posted C-Block a couple of hours ago, so I apologize for that. I listened to that episode, though, and I really, really like it. So it's called uh, Dump on the Yump Road Trip Jamboree Parts 1 and 2. Please check those out if you get the opportunity to. They're very good. Uh, follow us on all your social media platforms, Apple, iTunes, give us a like, a rating, and a subscription. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Shout out to everybody who listened to us last week, Chicago, Illinois, Toronto, Canada, sorry Toronto, Providence, Rhode Island, Whiteheath, Illinois, Buckfield, Maine, Champaign, Barcelona, Bozeman, Montana, Boston, Massachusetts, New York City. Thanks for everybody for listening. Please tell your friends, check us out, and continue listening as we move on. So, uh, this is the A Block, where we talk about this week's headlines in the sports world. And, just coming in, Women's World Cup just finished. The U.S. national women's team, they won their fourth World Cup and second in a row on Sunday, beating the Dutch 2-0. The American internet immediately got a huge e-boner and sounded off with a resounding world number one. 
as if we as a culture actually care about soccer. Hot take, we don't actually care about soccer. At least not more than once every four years. Sam, this is the most dominant and exciting national squad the United States has ever had in a sport that we did not invent. So why don't Americans care more about the women's national soccer team? Uh, Well, I think that they do care about the women's national soccer team once every four years. Right. I think that, but like you said, I think it's just an excuse for, you know, Americans like to win at things, um, but they don't actually care about soccer in general as a sport. Like we are now going to, we'll probably have a couple months of like late night talk interviews with these players. Uh and maybe some like Adidas endorsement commercials, and then that'll die out uh-huh. until a couple months before the World Cup next time, I think. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I think that part of the reason probably is that soccer's boring. Yes. Um, and not very interesting. Right. I think. I think that. It's also part of it is like either a conscious or subconscious thing of Americans' aversions towards Europe. Okay, um, I can see that. They don't like, you know, we don't like Europe that much. I think part of it has to do with the fact that it's the women's team that's good and not the men's team, like the yeah. underlying misogynistic kind of vibe of our country. Um, I think it's a combination of all of those reasons. Um, I think maybe mostly it has to do with the fact that soccer is like a less interesting basketball or football or even hockey. (laughs) I agree with all of what you just said. I think, though, we do need to take stock of, you know, this women's team, like the United States dominates women's soccer internationally. The only other sport that I could compare this to is basketball with the dream team, right? So America, in my opinion, needs to embrace women's soccer as our sport in a way that, you know, the Iranians dominate wrestling every year in the Olympics, right? Every, not- every four years. Every four, exactly. Every four years in the Olympics. And so, or Azerbaijan, right? You have these other countries who suck at everything else. Maybe I think it's like South Korea and Taekwondo, right? These other countries, they just pick the one thing that they're really, really good at, and that's the thing that they dominate in. For the U.S., that should be women's soccer. Right, and basketball. And basketball. And lacrosse, and everything probably. Else. Yeah. <laughs> really, we just need to make American football an Olympic sport. Like beach volleyball. Yeah, yep. We're one of the two. That's the interesting thing about the U.S. We're always, like, it's always us in Brazil, I think, in beach volleyball. It's always us in Canada, in women's ice hockey. Um, I feel like the Dutch have a good beach volleyball program, and it's always like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the best stuff where it's like, wait, why are you guys suddenly good at this? Yeah. It's like they're they're so good because they play beach volleyball and they have to fight off like mating walruses, you know right. what I mean? 
I'm thinking about East African nations and marathon running. Like, right. if you grow up in Somalia or Ethiopia, that's what you do. You're a long-distance runner. And they dominate long-distance running every year. Right. What's up with the Japanese and competitive eating? I have not watched the 30 for 30 yet. Have you? No. That they I, did. I wasn't aware that there was one. There's a 30 for 30 about um, Kobayashi B. What's his name? Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. Yeah. Apparently, like, there was a real rivalry there, and they really personally don't like each other. Right. I well, had no Kobe, Kobayashi got disqualified, and it was like a whole thing. Yeah, that's what this 30 for 30 is about. He got I've, kicked out of. He got kicked out of professional eating. But what what was his violation? I can't remember. He like I don't know. He was a vegan or something. I don't know. <laughs> he was eating vegan hot dogs. Yeah, he was eating vegan hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so I mean, I felt really bad. One of my friends. She'd made a Facebook group of like, let's all meet at the ball at 9 a.m. and watch the uh, U.S. Olympic, uh, U.S. Olympic Women's World Cup final. I was uh-huh. totally down for it. I slept through the first half. I woke right. up like 10:30. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Not going to that party. Um, they won. They beat the Netherlands 2-0. Um, looks like it was a good match. I don't know. I feel bad. I feel like the rest of Americans where this is something we should be into, but I'm just not. Right. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to catch on. I think we have more exciting yeah. sports in this country, and um, I just don't feel like – I just don't feel like – I mean, maybe. I could be wrong. I just feel like it's been – around for long enough well i i also feel the same way about men's world cup like the the men's soccer team lost an hour later to mexico because they're bad like the u.s men's team is just they suck right that's our that's our rival in men's soccer too mexico Mexico. yeah Yeah. and they're better than we are for now for now right when when it's when it's time for the men's world cup, I'll watch it. But I'm rooting for like Ghana. I'll pick. I won't root for the U.S. I'll pick some random Eastern European or African team to root for. Yeah. I don't feel any patriotic loyalty. I feel the patriotic loyalty when it comes to the Olympics, but not at World Cup time. Right. That's because you have no loyalty towards soccer. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Curling is a much more yeah, like, yeah, I our curling like, team is badass. They own right. a ball in Minnesota. I will watch curling with, like, a American flag draped around my shoulders yes. and my hand over <laughs> my heart, you know, the entire time. Yes. <clears throat> but soccer, it's just, I think that maybe it's because it's so popular as, like, a national sport. I feel but, like you can have favorite teams. Like, I feel like tennis is often the same. My parents are huge tennis fans. Like, and they, you know, they'll root for Serena, but, like, their favorite players are not Americans. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing that, like, you know, Roger Federer is the most beloved tennis player in the world, and he's from Switzerland. Like, how many people live in Switzerland? 
I don't know if this is the same thing that you're talking about, but I feel we that way. What? Switzerland. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Switzerland. I feel that way when I watch uh, international basketball. I'll root for the Americans, but I get really excited when there's some dude from France or Argentina or Lithuania, and I'm like, oh, yeah, watch this guy. This guy's really fucking good, and you've never heard about him. Right, or like, it's like the U.S. team, and then the Greek freak is playing for Greece, and you're like, wait a second. (laughs) It's just, it's just, uh, what's his name? And then like a bunch of really hairy white dudes, you know? Yes. <laughs> I always think about that when you're playing against the U.S. basketball team and you're the only NBA guy on your team. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, I guess I gotta do everything. I guess. <laughs> But that's kind of what the Milwaukee Bucks were this year anyway. Yeah, true, true. Good point. Anyway, all I'm saying is look out for Greece in the Olympics next time around. Uh, Yeah, okay. Glad we spent most of that section not talking about soccer. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, the coach just has a giant spinning, like, wheel of meat that he's cooking on the sidelines. What are those called? Schwarmer? Yeah, I don't know if that's what they call it. Maybe gyro or gyro in Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, those are so good. Yeah, they're really good. It'd be pretty distracting in a basketball, like on the court, you know? That would be a good strategy. (laughs) It's like really greasy smoke, like wafting around the court. (laughs) And you're in um, basically high school gym in Eastern Europe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> All right, moving on. This, yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> it was a good soccer segment. Anyway, congratulations to the U.S. women's national team. True, yeah, congrats that, that, that. was That was incredible. Oh, another thing, one more thing I wanted to add actually to that yeah, before we move on is I feel like the bracketing strategy is kind of messed up in that World Cup because I feel like – I didn't watch the game either, but – the U.S. beat France yep. and England on their way to the nationals where they play, or the finals where they played the Netherlands. And they, like, both of those teams seemed to be much better than the Netherlands. The I British wanted, and the French. Yeah, yeah. And going into it, I'm really curious how that happened because I remember reading about it before the tournament. And everyone I read was like, if there was one threat to the Americans, it's France. Right. Right. The Americans were the heavy favorites going into the tournament to begin with. But everyone was like, watch out for France. France is good. Yeah. And they played the French in the quarterfinal. And they played the French. It wasn't even a semifinal game. Yeah. Yeah. The final wasn't very close, as I understand it. It was was 2-0. It was was like a dominant effort on the Americans' part is what I read. Yeah, and what I read was shout-out to the Dutch goalie. Basically, the first half was nil, nil, zero, zero. Fuck fuck soccer. The first half was zero, zero. (laughs) And and basically, the Americans were the aggressor, like, 100% on the attack, getting all these shots on goal. But the Dutch goalie was Wonder Woman during that half. Right. And, like, stopping everything on her own. And then the second half, uh, they scored on a penalty kick 
the the Americans did, and then they scored again. So right. two nil, two zero. Fuck soccer, dude. Got it. All right, let's move on to baseball. Moving on. <laughs> Before Joel gets too angry, it's too yeah. early in the A block for Joel to get angry right now. Uh, the White Sox and the Cubs split the season series, Joel, with the White Sox defeating Chicago Cubs three to one on Sunday. They salvaged a 2-2 split in the Crosstown rivalry this season. Friend of the podcast and enemy of Eli, Eloy Jimenez, hit the go-ahead home run, his second this year against the Cubs. The White Sox now, now go into the All-Star break, 42-44. to My question to you, Joel, is, is this split of their season series with the Chicago Cubs the high point of the White Sox season? Like, is this is this as good as it's going to get for them in 2019? I mean, yeah. Short answer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty good, right? We're more than 10 games better than we were at this point last year. Okay. Like, the White Sox are a much, much better baseball team right now than they were in 2018. And there's a lot of hope for the future. I was watching this game on the TV, and it was interesting. Um, <laughs> fucking AJ Pozinski was doing the uh, color commentary in this game, and he said a couple of times, and I think this is a good observation. Man, you wouldn't know by the fan bases that the Cubs are a first place team and the White Sox are a third place team because the White Sox fan base is way more energized and optimistic right now than the Cubs fan base. The Cubs, they're in a fight in the NL Central, which I think I'd like to talk about more during the B-Block because the Cubs are underachieving right now, and the White Sox, even though they're not 500, they are over, excuse me, overachieving right now. But I want to talk about this game for a little, or this series for a little while because it was goddamn hilarious. The first game, okay, so both of these games were at Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side. The first game was on a Saturday night, and I was watching it on NBC Sports Chicago. It was the Cubs broadcasters, and the Cubs won the first game 6-3. It was actually a very good game, and starting around the seventh inning, you could just hear this roar, this ongoing roar in the background while the announcers were trying to call the game because people were just breaking out into fights all through the stands for basically the last third inning of the uh, three innings of that game. Afterwards, I went onto Twitter and watched some of those fights. They were hilarious. We've talked before about Cubs and White Sox. Is, you know, what kind of a rivalry is this? This is, like, the most important rival. I know that they're not in the same division. They're not in the same league. They only play each other four games per year. This is the most important uh-huh. thing for the White Sox all year long, to beat the Cubs. Right? right. So, at the end of Saturday night, you had people, like, throwing fists in the stands. Because half the stadium is Cubs fans anyway. But then at I watched... At guaranteed rate. At guaranteed rate, yeah. And then I watched the Sunday afternoon game. There was much more like, oh, 
here's a boyfriend and a girlfriend, and the boyfriend's a White Sox fan, and the girlfriend's a Cubs fan. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that funny? Like, they definitely right. put more family-friendly spin on the Sunday afternoon game than they did on the Saturday night game, which is like, call security. Everybody's throwing punches right now. <laughs> uh, so I'm really glad that the White Sox won that game. Lucas Giolito, he kind of shat the bed in the first game. He could not get an out in the fifth inning. He walked three guys to load the bases with zero out, um, which screwed the White Sox over in that game. Long story short, the White Sox are competitive. The schedule gets harder in the second half of the season. So I see the Chicago White Sox finishing something like 76 and 86 this season because we've had one of the easiest schedules in the first half of the season. I think only the New York Yankees in the American League have actually had an easier schedule than the Chicago White Sox. But we're optimistic. We're hopeful. We beat the Cubs. and That's all that matters. Yeah, that sounds more like a like a small town high high school sort of rivalry then. It's got that feel though. I mean, you've talked about this. We talked about this two weeks ago where it's, it's less rivalry and more, I hate my neighbor. Right. Yeah. But do you think that it is like, do you think that's a product of success or lack thereof on the White Sox part? Like, do you think that like the Cubs view that rivalry is less important than the White Sox because they're perennial contenders for the division and the World Series. Short and the White an- Sox are not. Yeah. Short answer, yes. But that's a, a relatively new phenomenon, right? Like the Cubs have not been good forever. The Cubs right. like but the Cubs being good like is a, a new thing. Yeah, like a decade. Right. Uh, but the other thing is that when they say that, but then you go on Twitter. And that all the Cubs are doing is talking shit about the White Sox. Right. Like, like it's it's like the Yankees saying like we don't care about any other team, but they really do. Right. Do you, does that make Twitter. any sense? Like, yeah, yeah, it does. But that's also Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Twitter's not real life, Joel. Which I really wish you that's would true. learn that. That's true. Because <laughs> I worry about you. <laughs> My favorite thing, though, about the, the Cubs-White Sox game was watching on Twitter this fight in the stand <laughs> that started with, like, a bunch of people brawling in the outfield. It wasn't the bleachers. It was the outfield. And and then security comes and breaks it up. And after everybody settles, it's still just two Cubs fans brawling with each other. Right. That's like the Bruins fans. Exactly. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to fight, you know? Sometimes yes. you just got to punch somebody, and it doesn't matter who it is. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think there is something. I think the White Sox are, you know, I'm, I love the White Sox. They're the little brother in this rivalry. Right. Yeah. The, the possibly stepbrother. <laughs> right, adopted. The adopted. <laughs> The foster brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, from like the 90s to oh, 
beat the White Sox were by far the better teams. Right. But I, I would argue that the Cubs were still the more popular team in town. Right. And that's a South Side North Side thing, I think. Right. Like um, in, in New York, have there been periods of time when the Mets have actually been better than the Yankees? Well, they went to the World Series that one year. Yeah, twenty fifth. They don't even remember that, which is funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, maybe the eighties, maybe the nineties. Yeah, the were 80s. really bad for a long time. For the Yankees, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, before they got their Mariano Riviera, Gito, Posada thing going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, uh, who you got going to the All-Star game? Uh, Abreu, McCann, and Giolito. First baseman, catcher, and pitcher. Nice. Yeah. And that's a big deal, too. Um. Giolito, he's like 0-2 against the Cubs with like a 12 ERA, and he's 11-1 against the rest of Major League Baseball with like a 2 ERA. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I I think the White Sox have a lot to be optimistic about. I think we're not making the playoffs. I don't think we should sell or buy. I think we need to extend Abreu. He's 32. I want to give him like a three-year deal and just make sure he retires in a White Sox jersey. He's going to want at least a six-year deal. Well, can we give him a three-year deal at like $15 million a year and then taper it off after that? Um, I wouldn't give him six years at $15 million a year. Right, but somebody will. You right. Fifteen million is not that much in this day. Yeah, and age. maybe that's what they got to give him. Like he's doing such a good job mentoring everybody else on that baseball team, and he has right. come out and said, "Like I want to be a member of the White Sox. Like I've been right. here for the, I've been here for all the losing years. I want to be right. here for the winning years." And I think that's fair. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, I think we should scratch three because we're at 30 minutes right now. Okay. Um, but do you want to talk? We'll, we'll talk a lot of baseball in the B-Block. Right? Yeah, we can maybe start the B-Block off with the All-Star game. Yeah, we'll talk about the All-Star game in the B-Block. Um, I don't know. It, yeah. Good times on the south side. They're going to get better. There's still work to be done. If that makes sense. Do you have confidence in your front office slash management core? No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, do we have, like, we we need better pitching. For the first time all year, I'm feeling okay about a bullpen. But, like, a bullpen's been trash. But now we've got Colome who can close. And Bummer, you you remember Bummer. I like that guy a lot. And I trust that guy. But other outside of those two guys, I do not trust our bullpen at all. And then outside of Giolito, I don't trust our starting rotation at all. Right. So, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to go sign Garrett Cole? I don't know. I don't know. Is that a good idea? <laughs> Madison Bumgardner? Do you think so? People are talking about that. I would I don't think that would again. be a good move for you. You do? 
No. No, I don't either. Yeah. I think that you're looking at a James Shields sort of. That just with that guy. <laughs> <to catch. laughs> you're here to hear folks. You're here to hear folks, folks. Dump on the up. White Sox, go sign that guy named James Shields. <laughs> Again. Again. He's like the abusive boyfriend they just can't get away from. Exactly. <laughs> like no he's just gonna break your heart again and it's like well but i love him so yeah. much <laughs> <sighs> uh, anyway. anyway moving on moving yeah. on moving All on right. to we're done we're done we're done it's it, yeah we're done ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening this has been dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast Uh, Be sure to check us out on all of your social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Like our Facebook page, Dump on the Ump. Follow us on – it's all Dump on the Ump. Follow us on Instagram. But Uh, we're on everything, but not Snapchat because we're old. Have I talked about how much I dislike Snapchat? Yeah. Well, to me anyway. Oh, yeah. On the podcast, I really don't like Snapchat. Um, Instagram. Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for Sam, this is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. I'm not sure, do anybody make weird anymore? Bad with the presence of greatness, cause right now that has to stay.